Hi, my name is Amy Magstat, and this podcast is all about my journey with endometriosis. I hope in sharing my story, it may help others who may be suffering and to know you are not alone. Welcome to It's All in My Head. Hi, and welcome back to It's All in My Head. It's September. I cannot believe it. Um, School has started. I am still recovering, but I'm feeling a little better. Um, Getting to do a little bit more things, just slower than I wanted, but I'm on my way. Today, I am so excited to share with you someone who is so special to me. I have known her since she was very young, but have gotten closer to her over the last six years. She not only cares for my two boys, but she has become an important person in our family's lives. I like to call her my (laughs) half-daughter, but she's also a really good friend. And we have a lot of amazing conversations, and I am so um, grateful that she decided to come on the podcast and share one of our conversations and share what's going on in her world and in her head. She is in her 20s and just going through a lot of, you know, figuring it all out um, in young adulthood, but also dealing with a lot of stuff going on in our world. And I'm just so grateful to Derica for coming on and sharing today. I hope you take the time to listen. So I'm with Derica today. Thank you so much for um, speaking with me today and sharing. Of course. And we're going to start by just if you want to tell a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name's Derica. Um, I'm in my 20s. I'm a college student. Um, I'm working in healthcare right now, um, just trying to like navigate through life and figure stuff out. It's hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and I watch your kids. Um, yes. I've watched them for like six or seven years, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So and I feel like got... they're big sister. Yeah. In a way. Um, and I, I feel super feel close way. to you and your family. So yeah. you're part yeah. of our family. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gotten to see you kind of go through high school and now Probably into college. Probably since I was younger too, well, right? No, I remember meeting you. Like I work with um, Derek's mom and or did. Yeah. Um, she, I think you were probably like less than Lincoln's age when I, oh I remember gosh. you coming to visit your mom. So and, I was a toddler. Yeah, and with wow. your brother, like he was teeny. You guys oh. were little, little. But it just so changed cute. over the years, yeah. having you part of our family. So. Yeah, so probably since I was 16, I started watching Lincoln yeah. and Parker. Yeah, um, so we just gotten closer, and I yeah. love our conversations, and I think that's going to be, I don't know, this is going to be a great conversation, because we're just going to start yeah. kind of where, um, I'm going to start by saying something that I, I thought of when I thought of you, yeah. and that's resilience, a person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions, and I have mm-hmm. seen, and especially in your college life, yeah. like the fires, we've had two, we're in a right. pandemic, we're still kind of in a pandemic and like navigating that and then working and trying to find your way. And I think that's, that word is just what I think of when I think of you, like you show Uh that to, you know, my boys and like you've carried them through some really hard, challenging times over the last couple of years. And so just going forward, like, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you've had resilience or do you feel like you're just kind of like, I'm just winging it? (laughs) Because I feel like you... 
you have just kind of recovered and just keep going for the next thing. Yeah. I almost feel like it, there's times where I feel like I have slowed down and been like, holy crap, like this (laughs) is what's going on right now in, while I'm in college, while I'm in my twenties. But for the most part, it's just been like one thing after another where it's like, it's, it's like being a tumbleweed and you're just going (laughs) and going and going, you know, but, um, yeah, the fires were a super big thing. Um, so yeah, at the JC where I go to school, um, I'm studying to hopefully be a nurse. I call myself a wannabe nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, they weren't offering like the science courses. I had one science course to finish and those courses are super hard to get in. Um, even to begin with. So I remember that was a super hard thing because I had one course left to graduate and it was during 2020 and they, they couldn't do in-person learning. Um, they couldn't do the labs. So I, you know, I, I was kind of out of school, out of luck. So I decided to get my CNA license. Um, that's been tough. Uh, we had power outages at school where it was like, don't even come into school and I remember at the time I was taking anatomy when all the power yeah. outages um had happened um anatomy was just a super hard course for me in general um it was a lot of coursework so that was super tough yeah um yeah and then fires like every year I get evacuated right. from my mom and dad's house um and last year, I think it was last year or maybe the year before, the 2019 fire. Yeah, the year before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It goes and just blends in. Yeah. I know. Um, so that fire, uh, my grandpa's house burnt down. That's right. And that was super traumatic, I think, for me, for my brother, for my whole family, because um, we had just lost my grandpa. And that was kind of a place where... When, you know, we were younger, we would do a lot of holidays there. Mm -hmm. Like, in the fields, we would do Easter. Um, So, that was tough. It's been tough. Everyone's lost things, homes. um, Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. What do you think, like, helps you, like, get through those? And because it's it's trauma. It's, like, every time we smell smoke, we have PTSD. Yeah. You know, and we're still in a pandemic and you're not like maybe doing the plans that you had planned for yourself. So yeah. what gives you like hope or, you oh, know, hundred percent. I'm not doing the plans. <laughs> I was like, by this age, I'll be in nursing school already. Yeah. And by this age, I'll be a nurse. And you know, that didn't all work out. Like even when I was applying for nursing schools, unfortunately, um, some of the schools that I went to apply to didn't even offer applications yeah. because we were in the um, pandemic but I think what what really helps me and keeps me centered is uh, time with like family mm-hmm. like my mom and dad um, time with the boys Aww. really like I remember I think it was this week on Tuesday I was feeling a little bit like shaky and they got home and I just immediately calmed down mm. after I got them from school that's the thing that I think that they don't realize is that <laughs> that I'm kind of like their safe place right. sometimes for them when you guys leave right. and it's just me here, but they're that for me too. Aww. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I guess it's just people. Yeah. yeah. Like close connections. Right. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause they have that with you. I think that's, yeah. 
you know, I think that's so important is to have people that you can, right. I don't know, that you can lean on, but also, like, help you forget all that stuff. Right. Like, what's, what's right in front of you, being present, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I can see that for sure. And yes. I am, we're so lucky that you're part of your family. <laughs> My boys are really lucky that you're that for them, yeah. you know, for so long. I'm lucky, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Being in Lincoln's world is, like, the best because Parker, I feel like he is just a little bit older, so he absorbs maybe a little bit more, and he'll talk about the fires and things yes. a little bit more, I feel like. Lincoln's world is, like, super fun, mm. and we're running around and playing. We're doing imaginary, you yeah. know, so. It yeah. helps you check out of that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. In a healthy way. Yes. <laughs> What do you think for other college students who go through... Because I feel like... I know when I was in college, I did have an idea I wanted to be a nurse. And that was what I was going to school for. But you feel so unsure of yourself because you're in that transition phase of you're an adult. But you're like either still living at home or you're not like through school and have a job. Like how do you... Because I've been, I mean, now I'm old, so it's been a long time, but how, what do you say to your friends? Like, do your friends talk about having hope and like getting through struggles or do you feel like that's kind of like you have to deal with it yourself? Yeah. I, I think everyone deals with it in their own ways, Mm -hmm. definitely. But, um, I don't know. I feel like my age is a little bit tricky. We talk about this a lot of my generation was one of the first generations that had Facebook in middle school and in elementary school and Instagram and um, all these like social media outlets. So I feel like as silly as it sounds, I feel like that is an outlet for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, Social media can be kind of a bad place for your mental health but it also sometimes can be a really good thing because you can connect like Mm -hmm. I connect with other people who've moved out of states um that are my good friends and uh I I don't know I I find it really refreshing too when people are super honest on Mm -hmm. you know Instagram Facebook whatever Twitter whatever you have um and I do have friends that post about things that they're going through Mm -hmm. and are super good mental health advocates and and kind of talk about like I'm struggling right now and I'm not going to post a picture of me smiling yeah. you know yeah so, being more real right right yeah so I feel like um that's good that's something that a couple of my friends do yeah I feel like some of them um I have one friend in particular um that like just recently came into my life. I don't know if she wants to be mentioned, so I'll say her name. <laughs> but um, she's my roommate, and um, me and her have done cool things. We go to like the farmers market, kind of pretend like the world's not ending, like yeah. with our masks <laughs> on and our inhalers for the smoke and everything, you know. And uh, we'll just like read books and talk about things that aren't going on. Yeah. Like in the world. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, I think that you have to have a friend that can help you do that. Yeah. Like go through the hard times, but also like help you have fun still. Cause yeah, I think that's one thing about life is that there's always going to be struggles 
but you have to find a way to make yourself happy in whatever you're going to do. And that's one of the things that, like, talking to you about going into nursing and stuff, I think is um, something I've shared. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard work, but you'll when you take care of patients mm-hmm. or their families and have that connection, it gives me the happiness that I can deal with all the other crap, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, I just think that's that for even professionally, but also in your life, like having ways to have fun and be happy with who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's really hard too on the, the students. We, we kind of talked about this too, uh, previously that, um, doing the nursing prerequisites, even, um, like I just graduated and the people who are in nursing school right now or are applying for school, it's, super overwhelming right um and there's a lot of negativity right right now and there's a lot of I think turmoil with nurses in general like Mm -hmm. um who's gonna get vaccinated who's not do you get a job do you not and and that's the part of social media that's hard because you need to be I think that as far as nursing goes you need to hear voices Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of how people go into nursing they hear my grandmother my mom my aunt was Mm -hmm. a nurse and I want to do that. But right now there's so much negativity because it is so hard. I mean, it really is. I, I feel for those nurses that are working in COVID all the time and right. in ICUs and just like devastation after devastation. Right. Which you they need to be, have that outlet as well. But they also, I think as nurses, have to help newer people that are going to come into the field to know that there's still um, good in it. If you're going to go into it for the money, of course, that's going to be too right. much for you. But for me, going into nursing was all about taking care of patients. Like I right. could have a really crappy day and like have, you know, the company I work for not, you know, I maybe disagree with some of their values or mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're showing their values. So it can be very frustrating. But I can just have one you know, moment with a little kid that tells me something funny because they're in pain or, mm-hmm. um, I get to make a kid laugh who's been miserable or right. seeing a first time parent, a dad change a diaper for the first time, you know, like those things are a hundred percent the reason why I do this every day and go into the crap is because though you'll, you may not remember their name mm-hmm. or their face, but you remember that connection and that feeling. Yeah. And that's what I love the most about nursing is, and I think that's why it's so hard for people right now in the nursing field is mm-hmm. we go into it to help you through a hard time and to see you get better. And there are some that choose hospice and you, they want to make that end of life amazing, mm-hmm. but you go into it with a mindset of caring for others to help them be- feel better and to not be able to do that over and over is hard. Right. But I I think it's so important for you to hear the good too because yeah. there is good. And that's why, you know, you getting your CNA and working with people now, it may not be what you w- want to do, but like it'll give you those moments of, yeah, that was cool to have that moment with that patient. Right. Or, you know, that's what I hope for you anyway during this time. Yeah. I feel like I'm working on a COVID unit, even though I'm right. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause so I work in assisted living now. Um, I just recently started. Yeah. I had all my CNA clinicals like online. Um, 
And so now I'm working in a memory care unit and we have a lot of uh, COVID residents there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's hard. It's tough. And I know it's exhausting. Like, every room you go in, you know, you have to suit up and do the whole thing. And then you go, maybe you go on social media and you see someone complaining about having to wear, like, a paper mask. And that's super frustrating. Yeah. Because you're in, uh, you know, 10, 12-hour shift, 8-hour shift, whatever, whatever you work. And you're in your N95 and then you're in your mask and your goggles and your hairnet and your gown and, you know everything and and there's nurses that are in whole like hazmat suits right, right? in the ICU right. so yeah it's exhausting I I I don't want to say that I understand because I don't feel like I understand because I'm not in those situations because I'm not a nurse yet yeah. so I don't want to say that I understand but I empathize with them I I just wish like you said that there was just a little bit, like, I just want to hear one good story today yeah. from a nurse. And yeah. sometimes um, I feel like I don't hear them. And yeah. and it makes me sad because um, I just want to hear a little good laugh or whatever, you know, something really, really simple, you know? Right. And I think that's true for, like, when you get into nursing and you're doing your rotations is... There's some nurses that are great having a student and they'll show them the way and you need people like that to like guide you and like make you like nursing. This is what you're choosing to do. But you can find those people that are just so negative and it's hard to work with them as a nurse, but I can't imagine on that side. I mean, I I did live that life 20 something years ago. But like, and I remember those nurses, they stick in your brain, but I also remember the nurses that like made it fun, even when it was hard. And there are, I don't know, I th- I think that you can't, um, you don't need to downplay, you don't, you can empathize. You are in, in nursing, you may not be an RN, but you're yeah. in that environment. And just like um, people that are housekeepers or, you know, Whoever are in that environment, we're all under incredible stress, and it's a, it's um, such a specialty to be in, especially in this time, that um, you have to surround yourself with people that are gonna uplift you, like you're doing a good job, like you're, you're even if your patients right. don't remember you, you <laughs> made them laugh that day, you yeah. made them smile, you made them feel human, even if you know, yeah. They had an accident, you know? Right. And I think that's one thing I'm going to tell you this story. And I, I may have told you, but like there are so many moments in nursing that can be really hard, mm-hmm. but there's so many moments of like joy and like um, seeing in the NICU a baby get held by their parent for the first time or take a bottle for the first time and being a witness to that. Being yeah. in a COVID room, taking care of a postpartum mom, and she can't have anyone visit her. And I'm the one that ha- not only cares for her, but says, look at your perfect baby. Like, you may mm-hmm. be so scared right now, and you're, you know, alone, but you're not alone. I'm here for you. And those are the moments that will get you through. Like, it's, yeah. it's so hard, but those are the things that I, I go to bed. Even when something, you know, a patient dies, or it doesn't go the way I, I want, um, it, those moments of just being there for them, you know, even if you can just hug someone and say, this sucks, I'm so sorry, your child's getting transferred, it's scary, yeah. but we're thinking of you guys, and they're, you're in the best hands, like, those things, 
I don't know, get me through the crap part. So there is, you know, that's the part that there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's light (laughs) and you have to look for it just like you have to look for it in our big worlds. Yes. Like it's not, it is so stressful right now, but it's not, there is light. You just have to find it, you know, to keep going. Yeah. You know? Another thing I was talking to my parents about, just because we've been talking about like what's going on in the world right now, is I don't know if the world is so crazy right now or if it's just that we have social media and we have the news on 24-7 and we have so many ways to like communicate, which is so good, but it can also be so overwhelming. Right. Like, I don't know if those things were happening, you know, when generations ago and they they were I mean there was pandemics and there was wars wars and yeah yeah, uh fires there was fires (laughs) um and earthquakes and tsunamis and all types of things I think it's just like the social media the news like I said and and hearing from everybody did you hear about this did you hear about this and this and this and this and everybody's talking about it it's it's just everywhere. It is everywhere. And it's that's so funny because I listened to this podcast today. She was talking about how when you watch the news, of course, there's an agenda on each side. If you're watching mm-hmm. one side, you're going to get their opinion. On the other, you're going to get their opinion when really there's a fact and they use their voice whatever way they see it. And so that's the hard part. I feel like there is so much going on and it's that when we're bombarded with the fighting of, I see it this way, I see it this way, but we're not gonna even agree to disagree, we're gonna just eat each other alive as we talk about things. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was a really interesting point, is like, we need to know what's going on in the world, but the way we're getting screamed at of how we should interpret it is like, it's not even the facts, you're just hearing the screaming and you're not really knowing what's going on. And she talked about thinking back to wars and pandemics and people um leaving the the east or midwest to come out west and they weren't traveling by airplane they were traveling it wasn't you know by wagon or whatever it was Mm -hmm. not an expectation you lived a long life it wasn't an expectation that your kids grew up and it is now and there's so much privilege that we have that we can go on social media and scream at each other and yes. say, you have to see it this way. Yes. And it's yes. so, um, it was just eye-opening because I'm like, I I have a love-hate with social media too. Like there's so mm-hmm. many groups. I love endo groups and, and such, but there is so much negativity. And it's, um, I mean, I even feel, I have a certain belief and I want mm-hmm. to be able to share it. But when you share it, you get screamed at instead of a conversation. And I feel like that is so bad for our mental health. It's so bad. It yeah. uh, makes it over more overwhelming. And there is a lot going on in the world, but it's always been that way. And I think the way we treat each other is like, I'm sure that it's, maybe that's how people treated each other back then. We just didn't see it. Now you see yeah. it all the time. And people can hide behind their phone and comment, rude comments to you because they don't believe what you're, you right. believe, you know? That was another thing. I feel like I wrote down for fears and hope yeah for the future for the future um it was that we have we all have these like differing opinions now and now it feels like more separated than ever with 
not only like the past election, but now there's a big controversy over mask wearing vaccine, like so many different things. And, um, I feel like we've forgotten to like understand one another like a little bit more maybe. Um, some things can be really hard to understand. I feel like, like I was talking about the mask thing, working in healthcare, seeing sick people all day, and then somebody having an opinion that they don't need to be wearing a mask because they're fine and their kids are fine and, you know, and they live in their own world and whatever. Um, but that is one thing that I have like fear for the future about love and hope. Right. Just to like love one another and, um... So, yeah, that's been something that's been on my mind lately. And it's hard because, you know, like, you can disagree with someone, especially, like, the mask. I may agree, you know, say, no, I think that everyone should wear a mask to be safe. And someone else may say, it's my right or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can agree to disagree, and you have to figure out how to function in your world. But I also think that... um, people in general don't think about others yeah and the love for others that um they should be or at least I think they should be I think you know I've shared my faith on this podcast before and I I I get so frustrated with people um using that as a reason to not care about others because that's not what I believe Jesus was about at all in fact he said love your neighbors, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. as yourself, like think about others first. And I think that is hard to, to see sometimes. Yeah. But I don't, I do think that there are lots of people that do care like yeah. you, like, right. you know, me, like there's other people that do care about others and we may disagree about this one thing. Um, but I do think that there's always going to be hope and it may look different than what we thought it was going to be but surrounding yourself with good people that are going to support you and give you that love is what you have to do and not try to look I guess in the whole world like you're you're not going to agree with a lot of people I think the pandemic in a way made it better for us in some ways (laughs) I should say better (laughs) but to make our world smaller uh-huh. and and really surround ourselves with people that really care about us and right. that we care about them and it's not it's deeper than an acquaintance or it's deeper to me than you know I don't know that's how I th- right. view my friendships now is I want a deeper connection that we can mutually care about each other and give to each other versus only seeing them when it's convenient for them or something. It showed who was, you know, really close to us and who really loves and cares about us. And I think that looking forward, surrounding yourself with those type of people are what's going to help, you know, no matter what's going around in the world, keep you secure, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a weird thing. And I've been thinking about that too, where I'm like, I hate to say it, but well, because, you know, you work in healthcare. I, I just started working in healthcare too. But the pandemic was a horrific thing. And a lot of people lost their lives. And um, nurses are overworked. And gosh, all the bad things. But it did give me a little bit of time to slow down. And um, 
I had, you know, school from home, mm-hmm. which I feel like I kind of needed because I was so overworked. I, you know, me all throughout right. college, I've had two, three jobs, whatever, and I'll go to school and um, balancing so many things. And I got to just like stay home for yeah. a year. And I was a little bit freaked out about it, but I think in the long run, it ended up being a good thing because I got to like slow down and like you said, appreciate relationships or even myself, like in my own boundaries. Like when we were talking about, um, I used to get in arguments with people all the time. (laughs) I still do on social media because you know how I am. Sometimes I'll, I'll wake up and I'll just be like super fiery about something (laughs) like, you know, um, especially political things. Um, but I decided that I, I do care for civil discourse, but I'm only going to do that with people that respect me from now on. And people that I know will say mean things or can't have a conversation with me mm-hmm. um, appropriately. I just don't really care. I honestly have removed like a lot of people from Facebook, Instagram, so many different things and I don't feel bad about it because that's how I'm respecting my own boundary right you know so and learning yourself that's awesome because you're what you're doing if you're not listening to your boundary is you're just like feeding into what they want to do and they want to fight they don't want to have a conversation yeah I I feel the same way my therapist told me to not like take a breath before you respond to anything in fact I don't respond to most things and part of me feels um almost guilty in some ways because I'm like does that look like I don't care but in my real life Mm -hmm. those people that are in my real life know what I care about and what I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and that's what's really important yeah um I do want to use my voice um to help others, but sometimes social media may not be the best place to do that. It's more like behind the scenes or supporting groups that, you know, are going to support the things I want or something. But I do, that's a good way to look at that really hard time is Mm -hmm. to learn about yourself and slow down. And like, I think we all needed that in some ways. And like, who knows when you go to nursing school, like mm-hmm. when you get there, you might be like, oh, this, this is how it was supposed to be, yeah. you know? Because it's hard to say like all things happen for a reason because mm-hmm. that kind of makes you feel bad when things are bad, yeah. you know? Like I do that with thinking about how sick I was like, right. and why I had to suffer for so long. Right. But here I am talking on a podcast, which I never imagined. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can look back and see, well, that got me here. Yeah. Does that mean it was great to go through that? No, but I can yeah. see, I can see how that negative thing was used for positive. And so, just like you're going through all this stuff, yeah. you know, it's gonna make you so compassionate to others that are struggling because you have been through it, you know. Yeah. And hopefully, when you're old like me, <laughs> you'll see my kids who are gonna be, you know, your age, like being able to support them too. Like, yeah, yeah, we went through this and you can, it will be okay somehow, you know? Yeah, it will. It will. And the world is still going to have so much struggle, but, um, 
you're resilient. What do you feel passionate about right now? Is it is it school and like working as a CNA or do you have other passions or are you still figuring out? Because that's okay yeah. too. Oh gosh. I feel like that's <laughs> a hard question. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. What am I passionate about right now? I'm definitely passionate about healthcare. Um, and help just, I, I don't even like to say help. I'm passionate about helping others. Yeah. I love to help other people. Um, but I, I think, uh, as of recently, I've become really passionate about, um, mental health, mm-hmm. especially with the pandemic. Um, a lot of people have been struggling with their own mental health, um, so I don't know. I like to say I have all these plans that I'm going to be a nurse and I have done all the things that <laughs> will qualify me to hopefully get in and be in nursing school and graduate, but who knows? Um, I also really like psychology, mm-hmm. so that's something I'm also really passionate about, mm-hmm. um, which is still helping others. Right. So I guess I don't have it all figured out, but that's fine. I'm 23. Right. <laughs> I'll figure it out as I go and I'll keep I'll keep doing it. I feel like I've been doing that since I was 16, 17, whatever. Right. And you have all these goals in your mind. By 25, I'll be a homeowner. By this, I'll be yeah. this. And it's like, and then, you, you know, reality hits. And it's like, okay, and I also have all these things to go through. And I am going to be, you know, resilient about right. them. Like, we right. keep using that word, but. It's true. And you'll constantly, like, that's growth. Because even let's say you get a nursing degree, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the next years after that, you don't go into something else or find something passionate about. Like I love nursing, but I'm also passionate about many other things. Hello, my chickens. Hello. Like (laughs) I never thought I'd be there or like doing this or talking with people or just, that's the fun part about life is you don't, you're not stuck with one thing, Yeah, you know? it will constantly grow. Another part of nursing is you don't stick in the same area. You don't have to. And so, um, yeah, I don't think figuring out, I don't know if you ever do because I think I figure it out like as you go, as I go. Yeah. 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 That's how I'm doing it. So I'm doing it right. Basically. You're you're totally doing it right. (laughs) Somewhat. No, no, you are. Okay. You are. Yeah, you are. I'm trying. I'm trying. The last, um, question I have for you is what do you do right now for fun Mm -hmm. since you're working you know with with my crazy children (laughs) and with you know people that have memory issues and health issues Mm -hmm. what do you do for fun for yourself so for fun I hang out with Austin which um he's been my boyfriend for four years yeah long time um, or it feels like a long time. <laughs> um, so he's great. Um, and he's figuring it out too. We're figuring it out together. Which is cool. Yeah. And we're working through our own things and trying to grow together. And I feel like that's how I've taken on like relationships. Mm-hmm. And then I have Kodak and She's you so know, cute. Kodak. Yeah. Yes, Kodak is like my... I feel like I should have mentioned earlier about how I deal with like my mental health because I'll literally just run to him and he'll hug me like he'll get up with his two paws and just hug me and I love him he's three he's a German Shepherd Husky he's a lot 
He's our dog's bestie. Yes. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Should we call them? Yeah. They're, they're in love. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every time I come in, they'll lick each other. Like seriously in the mouth. It's a little gross, but you know, <laughs> they love each other. Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're cooking. I am Oh my love gosh. Those. Yes. My cooking videos. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love them. My cookies, my chocolate chip um, cookies are delicious. One. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen them all, but yeah. I, the cookies, I was like, oh, yum. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I'm passionate about, cooking. Yeah. I love cooking. My mom would say differently, but I was a lot lazier when she would cook. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um I know she's probably going to listen to this, yeah. but I'm cooking on my own, so that's good. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, you have to have fun yeah. going through all the stuff, and especially if you do, well, anything helping others, you have to give back to yourself, so you have to have, yes. you know. That's hard in yeah. itself. Yeah, but doing things that you enjoy and have fun, like being around Austin and, and Kodak and doing yeah. those things. It's a good outlet, you know? Yeah. For your mental health. Yeah. This is so awesome.